one of the reasons we wanted to change our eating style was I wanted to lose weight, right? I hadn't been under third, uh, 300 pounds in less than, gosh, I don't know how many years. And working with you, I was able to break that. And that is in itself is an amazing feat. But I didn't do it through diet. I didn't do it dieting. I, I never felt like I was on a diet. Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. For those of you who don't know me, I am a former chemical engineer that had a long history of overcoming binge eating, sugar addiction, weight loss struggles, autoimmunity, thyroid issues, and the list goes on. I completely transformed my health and my relationship with food, and I've now coached hundreds of people to lose weight, to heal chronic health conditions, and transform their relationship with food. In this episode, I am so psyched to share with you an interview with two of my favorite people. They are two of my past clients that had massive transformations, not just physically, but mentally. And it has been a year since we worked together and they are still rocking it, which is such a huge testament to the fact that this is not just some quick fix diet. This is really a lifestyle transformation. And in this episode, they not only share their testimonial of what this program is, but really the strategies that worked for them, like, you know, why this worked, what they learned from this program that they didn't get from other things in the past, that they've tried countless things, Weight Watchers, trainers, so many things, and, and that this is really what stuck. This is really what not only helped them transform in their relationship with food, but that it spread wide across every aspect of life, financials, relationships. It's so much more than just the food. It's really uncovering the mindset and the belief systems. And so really excited for you guys to hear this episode. So before we begin, I just want to share with you guys about it, the upcoming Mindful Belly 21 Day Reset. So this is the summer series. We just finished the quarantine series and it was awesome. We had about 33 people in the group and so there were so many transformations in such a short period of time. And not only physical transformations, but mindset, just the relationship with food and how many people in that group are just like, I want to keep going. Like that's every testimonial I got was just like, I want to keep going. And that is my favorite thing that this is energizing. This is a lifestyle. It doesn't feel like deprivation where you're literally like, like counting down the seconds till it's over. No, it's like, wow, you get in such a good momentum and a rhythm and you just want to keep going because you feel so good. So I just love this program so much. I put my heart and soul into it. It's becoming just like everything that I love into this program. So it's the nutrition coaching. It's the mindful eating. And on top of that, you get live daily fitness classes with me and with guest trainers. You get daily live meditations with me and some guest meditation teachers and then guest speakers, guest experts on topics that I love around health and also that the researchers love around organizing and anti-aging and just so many awesome topics and speakers that I'm so excited to share with you guys. So if you're interested in this, if you're looking to get out of a funk or feel stressed or overwhelmed and just want to take your health back, join us. I would love to have you in the group. The next group starts June 8th. 
the deadline to sign up is June 1st. So save your spot now. Spots are limited. I want to keep the group at not get not get too big so that I can make sure I can give you full support and accountability because that's what this all, group is also about is the support and accountability that I'm going to be there with you throughout the 21 days to help you show up for yourself. And you'll have the other resetters going through it with you and sharing recipes, encouragement, inspiration. We're going to be working through challenges so that you will feel fully supported and feel transformed after these 21 days. So you can check out more information at mindfulbelly.com backslash 21 day reset. You've got any questions for me, reach out Ellie at mindfulbelly.com or DM me on Instagram at mindfulbelly. And after hearing Shannon Deb's testimonial, if you feel like you're a good candidate for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, I would love to have a free strategy call with you. If you're somebody that needs help and would like that one-on-one -on -one support, DM me and we will set up that strategy call. All right, now for the show. Well, y'all, I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on. And okay, well, so to start off with, and there's no way this can be messed up, so okay. <laughs> no pressure at all. Um, Sounds like a challenge more than a pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first question I just want to ask if you guys can introduce yourselves, who are you? And just we'll go from there. A process improvement person, and I am 49 years old and married to this lady sitting beside me. And I'm Deborah. Um, I'm a music education specialist. I teach in South Mississippi. I have been doing that for 20, a whole bunch of years. <laughs> and um, I'm married to Shan. And Yes. Well, I, I'm so grateful that y'all are doing this podcast with me. And the reason I wanted to bring you on here today is because I'm super inspired by your journeys. We worked together for a while, a while back starting, I guess now it's, now it's been over. It's been over a year, last April. Yeah. It was Shane's birthday is when we started. Yeah, I went into the factory and uh, they had put me on, what was it called, metformin, and I didn't like it. And I told her you do something else, and she suggested um, I talk to you. And I and, and she said, she's logical, like you are, and you, you I think that'll get it off. I said, okay, I'll try, because I want to try something. And um, so that's how we got introduced to Ellie. Well... Then when Shan came home and talked about it, we don't tend to be successful doing things solo in, in our household. Usually we either have to both do it in order for us to maintain a level of success. One person dieting or one person doing whatever, just it's not successful within our dynamic. So we were like, well, I'll do it with you. And that's how we both, we both came into it is just to, to um, rate, elevate the likelihood of success. Absolutely, I think that was such a great awareness piece and, and step that y'all took to do it together. Knowing that, you know, like the quality, the amount of success is based on, and sustainability is based on y'all doing it together. So it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Just, I guess, to kind of backtrack. So you said you were 
put on metformin. So that was kind of like a trigger to be like, okay, I need to do something. Well, well at the time, we also had several other things that had happened in our lives that we were ready to um, take control, better control of our lives. Um, my brother had passed away very unexpectedly. We were dealing with his estate plus my mother's mm -hmm. estate and just a lot of that kind of turmoil going on and trying to find sense of it. And when my brother passed, it scared us because he was by appearances, turns, you know, but by appearances, he was far healthier than our lifestyle. So, and he's only a few years older than me. So it, it, it shocked both of us to the point of what are we doing? What are we doing to ourselves? What are we doing to each other? And that's what um, was a seed. And then her doctor planted, wanted, watered the seed for us to, you know, for, for the, for the new growth. Yes. And what, what is the, um, thank you for sharing that. And what do you think, like your brother passing, like what was the, and what do you think y'all, I guess your ability to be able to like tune in and, and know, take that step. What do you think enabled you to do that? Well, it had been several months after his passing when you came into our life. It wasn't like the next week this happened. But there was something in the back of the head going, okay, we're not making great decisions. We're not, we needed more direction. And we didn't know what we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know where to turn, what to do. So, you know, if, if it hadn't worked out with you, we were going to keep searching for an answer for whatever worked for us. It so happens that working individually, just trying to make better choices individually hadn't worked. Um, so we just, um, it, it was one of those things that just the time, the place, everything aligned in a manner in which it, it, it opened us up for the growth. You know, instead of the seed being thrown onto concrete, it really went into fertile soil that was wanting something. Mm -hmm. Well, we had decided we needed to make a lifestyle change and the fact that we've only been together 14 years and we would like to be together longer. And um, we hit that mid, you know, I, I always laughed when I looked at people who hit their 40s and then they started to get healthy. You know, they tried to get healthy after they've been doing all these things that are terrible for them for years. And I am one of them. Um, but I, now I know why. It's because you realize your, I guess, um, longevity, is there isn't a finite amount of it, right? So you want to take good care of yourself. And I wish I'd have had healthier lifestyle skills earlier. And I wish that they would have educated not about food, calorie, caloric intake most of your life. I wish they would have educated more on um, farm to table, Whole30, um, that kind of approach. Uh, you know, because I, I mean, when we were younger, a lot of things were fried, heavy food, heavy starches. You know, as my mom and dad got um, older and more affluent, they, we definitely, our, our dinner table changed. Um, instead of having, you know, a lower quality of meat, we now, I mean, it's all usually really good, but there, that also opened up to flavors and a different style of eating as well, too. So you could also high fat, rich, 
going out to dinner, even in nice restaurants, you're still, the portions are horrific in our country. <laughs> I mean, they just really are. I mean, um, and then the fast lifestyle that we both have had, um, you know, when you're eating something passed through a window, it's not great for you. You can generally count on it, right? Um, <laughs> so I think those are some of the nuggets that we gained by working with you that, um, that it was pretty approach which we resonated with us um you know fresh fresher foods and less processed and then looking at sugar i mean one of the reasons we wanted to change our eating style was i wanted to lose weight right i hadn't been under third uh 300 pounds in less than gosh i don't know how many years and working with you i was able to break that and that is in itself is an amazing feat but I didn't do it through diet. I didn't do it dieting. I, I never felt like I was on a diet. I just listened to whether I was full. I also had different, instead of I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, and different things like that. So I think those techniques that we developed with Ellie um, helped us. Not beating ourselves up. Not, That's not, a big one. Know, that was the big thing is it was never negative. I still, huh? You know, I will still eat or do whatever, and if I do, so be it, you yeah. know, but it's more, if I want chocolate, I don't try to replace it with something else, because eventually, if I say I want a mint chocolate chip cookie, that's what my body, that's what I want, and so I can say, no, I'm going to have this little oat brand that has a chocolate chip in it, <laughs> I'll eat that, and I will still want my chocolate chip cookie, so, you know, um, but have it without guilt or whatever, and, you know, um, food's not a reward. It's not something, you know, um, we are in a society that all of our celebrating is with food. There's very few, I mean, the first time that we went to do a family uh, Thanksgiving and it was a family Thanksgiving and they were doing a 5k with my sister's family. That was quite a different, um, <laughs> Different uh, Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, start than we were accustomed to. We were accustomed to, you know, huge meals, and we still did our Thanksgiving meal, mm -hmm. um, and we actually had the energy to still lift the fork that day. But you know, there are other options out there that um, the way we've always done it doesn't mean it's always right. It's mm -hmm. just what's comfortable. Yeah, and what do you think? What did you try in the past that didn't? work like what were what kind of things have you tried in the past well i definitely have tried numerous things throughout my life i have done a probably a 90-day fast where i lost 60 pounds in a very short amount of time but i ate no food during that time yet what they focused on at that time and I, this was probably in my early 20s um and they focused on caloric intake that's it i mean it wasn't any mindfulness techniques it was all caloric intake and control. You had to be in supreme control to measure your calories and count them out that way. And, and it didn't work. It wasn't sustainable that way. And it didn't work for me. I'll just say it does work for some folks. I, I, you know, everyone has different methodologies. But I've also done um, where you have, like, um, what's it, Atkins and do different things. Um, and if you don't if you radically change your life where you can't do anything you used to do 
how the inclusivity it really changes. It's all to me. It was all consuming. Almost all. It had to take your whole life over. In my, in my, it was always on the forefront of your mind, and I, and I always didn't like that. And I always thought it was very interesting. Um, even as I got older and I worked in different places, I always there was there was never a place I worked that there wasn't some little competition on. All right, who's going to lose the most weight this quarter or this? I mean, even guys in engineering, they did it, and I was like, oh my god, we're obsessed with weight in this country, but because. They were set up almost to fail because of fast food, sugar, sodas, um, easy high high intake food. I mean, high caloric food. So I just think that um, I, I watched that. What's that one on um, Conquer Other Countries? That and they Total talked about. Mix yeah, I know it, 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 it. But it's a good thing. And what they said is they went to France and they showed how they fed the children and what they fed them. And then when they showed those children in France pictures of the food that we fed our children here, they, they were like, what is that? They couldn't even identify the food. kids. They're like, oh, that's awful. You know, they, I mean, it was horrific looking on the plate. And it was just ridiculous. And but they were having scalloped medallions. You know, oh, yeah. they, their, their food is actually a class. And they're served it at, sitting at a table with real, I mean, yeah as a norm and not as a thing to get through to the next thing. But for us, for me, everything I ever tried did not factor in the one thing, nothing I ever tried factored in the reason, you know, the mental aspect, the psychology behind it. You're taking care of the uh, symptoms, but you never treat the illness. And a lot of it is the mental, the more, 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 and more, 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 the, I have a sore, you know, I, I cut myself. I have an, a boo-boo. Well, here, here's a candy. You know, here's a lollipop. He, you know, how many popsicles, you know, is this injury worth type of mentality? And it, we never address the, the mind behind it. So we're setting ourselves up for failure if we only address the food issue because we crave the food and all of that for another reason. Addiction is addiction. Whether, I mean, there's people who are addicted to exercise and, you know, there's people who are addicted to all, you know, drugs, uh, food, sex, whatever. There's addictions across the board. And if you don't address the mental behind it, you don't take care of the, the illness. And I think that's, I think finding um, balance, and that's something I can honestly say I never had in my life, really, because I was a workaholic. I loved stress. I was a stress junkie. I mean, I'll admit it, which also deteriorated my health as well because I worked long hours, um, didn't eat properly. When I did eat, it was high caloric. It was late at night usually because I was driving home at seven o'clock from work. I wasn't eating till later. You know, I was eating fast food on the way to work in the morning. You know, so it was just not a great um, setup for me to be successful in that area. And I didn't focus on it. It wasn't my focus. I was focused on just working, honestly. And now I look back and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, um, I have a little bit of a different priority now than I have had in the past. And I think that comes with age, maybe. Um, it's at this age, you know, life point that you look at back and see what do you really want to accomplish? What do you want to give to others? What do you want to be able to, um, 
get out of life and give back to others. And, and that I think is um, where we got to together. And we decided that we wanted to be around a little bit longer so that we could do more productive things, you know, for society and for and each, each other. other. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you guys. And what do you think, I guess, from even just going back to the beginning when, when you started out and we started working together, were you nervous? Like, what were you feeling when we, no, actually, I don't remember ever being nervous. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and you just know it's right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you came into our home, sat down at our table, it just, <laughs> And it wasn't anything you specifically said or did. It was just an energy. And we just, we were ready for you. You know, we were ready for somebody to guide us, not judge us. You know, and that was one of the biggest strengths you had. We were never, oh, we're not going to tell Ellie this, you know, type of, um, we never felt the need to be anything other than ourselves. And it, we were we were just so ready for what we were open to whatever mm -hmm. i'm not sure if you had camp come into our lives even three years earlier we would have taken it as seriously no i i, I think what was interesting ellie is when we did start working together i didn't know what to expect um i never knew what a health coach was I honestly think you're more than just a health coach. I think you are a life coach as well. I, I really do because it was very well, interesting. And um, when I went to a conference, they were doing this mindfulness technique and they were talking about how they utilized it in a Catholic school with girls that they were um, for mental health. They were using mindfulness techniques for mental health. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what Ellie's been doing to with us is mindfulness. <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So when I, when I, you know, I was like, that's pretty cool, but it wasn't um, depressive and it was always on a positive, what was successful last week? I love that question. I think I, what did we do right? Instead of what did you do? I can honestly, Ellie, I can remember and Deborah can attest to this. I went to um, a weight loss clinic and and it was a couple of years ago, but I literally had lost 20 pounds and I had totally gone to a what I would consider extremely no fat no sugar healthy food and I had one biscuit with my egg and she raked me over to coals and I literally I told her I walked home and I said I mean when I got home I said I'm done with her and she's like what and I was like and so she called the house and she actually got Deborah and Deborah's like you lost her <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it was like here I was like are you serious you know that one thing out of that's what's not sustainable. You cannot sustain a lifestyle where you must only do this. And, I, and so that, and what you didn't do, you didn't say stop doing everything. You, it just naturally started occurring more and more in our choices. Well, it was, okay, what do you want? Well, then here's a good change. And, mm. you know, like I still I'll do the Zevia, you know, yeah, she does. Um, ginger ale and such. Because I was a soft drink junkie. Well, we all, it doesn't take a brain search to know how bad that is for you. Um, but Zevia is a great switch. Um, some of that type of stuff. Uh, there were other switches that we did. But the biggest thing was when you're reaching for whatever it is, are you really hungry or are you thirsty? You know, um, for me, 
when we first met, I really didn't know what to expect. And I expected all, you know, chakra rocks and, you know, a whole different vibe. And it wasn't that at all. It really was, what are your goals? What do you want? And how are you going to avoid sabotaging yourself? Because that's really what we do is we set a goal, but then we sabotage, you know, we do all the self-sabotage. Well, we planned for success, right? We mm -hmm. planned our, what was our week going to look like? Where are we going to be traveling? Where are you going to be in meetings 40 hours, 60 hours this week? Okay, if you're going to be traveling for business, how are you going to make that successful? What are you going to have on the road? What's going to be available to you? What restaurants? Thinking about going? it ahead of time, made plans. Also, not being starving when you go into a restaurant that's like divinely good and has all these wonderful treats and then you overeat, right? So I think it was just different things like that. Not that we have not, you know, had our whatever, but I think now when I do something, I realize that I'm, okay, I'm overeating now. I'm, or I am eating because I'm fat. Or I'm, Stressing. I, I literally now think about it. And even though I may continue, I am recognized. That's a big difference. It's a big <laughs> difference. Huge difference. And like, um, and you don't beat yourself up. No, more. and I'm like, well, look, I can get any steps in, like 5,000 steps or 10,000 steps or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting enough exercise because I'm working for, I'll get from eating 6,000 at work, never get 12,000 at work. We're sitting at home now, and that's, that's huge. And and we realized, okay, let's go walk the dog. Poor, our, our poor old dog, he got tired. He got walked three he times laid, the other day. He laid in the middle of the, the road and looked at us like, I'm done. Like, this is our third walk. I'm not going He's like 14 or 15 years old. He's like, and we've been lazy with him, so he's not like stamina going. And, uh, and he, but he was like, okay, you two are ridiculous. <laughs> I want to go home. Y'all walk on your own. We need to find him a mindful <laughs> pup to, to uh, yeah. train him. So, I mean, things that we, you know, if we're not feeling good, like several will be like, let's get out of the house. Let's go for a walk. Let's, we need to get out. Because we, we can. We're not yeah. in an apartment setting. No. We, we can we are fortunate that we can go i mean a walk you know where of course the beach is teasing us it's a block and a half away and we're not allowed to touch it but we can ride by it and wave at it i guess so we do walk the harbor i mean I, yeah. now i meet a friend we walk this sort of six feet apart sometimes and we walk the harbor if the beach is real busy on front beach we'll go to the harbor where no one's walking and we just walk the harbor and it's totally empty but it's gorgeous you know you're and so we'll loop that twice, and that's like 5,500 steps, you know, and and only because Deborah's really good at competitiveness, and that's why she's a counter of the steps, because she has her little phone, and so now I'm, we do do that. We are a very competitive, um, we are competitive individuals. But we're not competitive, unhealthy competitive, mm -hmm. you know. I'm, I'm proud of her when she's doing the best she, you know because I do have more freedom because a lot of like when I'm making calls and stuff, I can do that walking the neighborhood. Um, I have a couple of calls a day specifically with one of my colleagues and I will drive down somewhere and walk around talking to her or whatever. So I have more freedom during the day to be able to do that type of stuff. Um, there's only certain times of the day I can do it though, because I am like mint chocolate chip to the mosquitoes. Um, you know, I am their favorite flavor, so I have to be careful when I walk, but, um, but we're, we're, we are more aware of that type of stuff. 
and and it is a mood alterer also. Um, when we're both kind of getting sappy and mo mopey, we'll go and tell one of our friends who lives a couple blocks away, okay, we're coming, you're standing on your porch, we're gonna yell across the yard to each yeah. other, just because we we do, we are very both very social. Um, of course, I haven't been able to play with any of my orchestra groups, mm. and that's a big mental thing for me, is um, getting with them playing, getting all my energy out. Um, through, you know, that's my form of music. Other people would be dancing, and you know, that's not my thing. Playing with yeah. groups is, is a big release for me, and I don't have that. Um, so when I'm getting whiny mopey, I still have to connect with somebody other. I mean, Shane and I connect every day. I mean, we live in the same house, but as yeah, not with the hands around the throat, <laughs> no matter how much we want to at the occasion. But, um, you know, we're very, we're both very social and that has been the biggest adjustment for us, but you find ways. I'd never heard of house party before, you know, this, I've never zoomed before this. Now I have all the cool little backdrops and the backgrounds and the, you know, she makes whatever. me put up a green screen. I had, to, I had to put up this early <laughs> because I had all the goofy things that I did at my last Zoom where I'd flip myself upside down with, you know, the Tiger King next to me. Because um, it made it kind of look like I was being fed to his tigers. Um, you know, um, so we're learning, we're doing and trying to be as aware as we can of what's what we're feeling as we're doing stuff, and that has that's our after. I think our time with you, we I think we did one first session. We took thirty days off or whatever, and I told Deborah two I need, weeks. It was two weeks. But I think it was between sessions. It might oh, have been thirty oh, yeah. days. Yeah. And I it said, was. yeah, I need Ellie again. I said I wasn't doing very good, so we got back together and did it. And um, and I realized then it's something we did another session, and then um, after that, like like Deborah said, we we just think about things a little bit differently than we have in the past. And I think it's very interesting that I had doctors and other people who I did weight loss things with, yet they never brought in mindfulness. They never dealt with the psychology of the issue of sugar addiction um because i'm definitely a sugaraholic i mean i know i am and um, you you know people understand alcoholism but they truly don't understand sugar addiction and that a lot of folks have it i mean how many days i mean i'll ask people how many days have you gone where you didn't eat any sugar at all i mean even just one piece of candy i mean almost everybody you know will have at least something every single day in sugar and it's in your it's in your products as well. I mean, not if you're trying to even just it's in the food you eat. It's put in there and you don't even know how much is in it. So well, the other aspect is that other than the sugar and all that stuff is the portions. You know, um, I was one of those that if I open that bag of potato chips, I you know, I wasn't big into sealing them back up. <laughs> you know, and um just really figuring out portions for a long time, we would just get individual size, you know, portioned already out, that type of thing. Um, because one is feeding the need, and then after that, it's just habit. But the difference now, which we'd have never done before work with Ellie, is 
we'll go on a road trip and Deborah will always pack healthy choices. Ooh, yeah. She'll pack us our water bottles. She'll pack whatever we need and our little cooler right behind the seats to clean the seats so we can reach back and get it, whoever's not driving. We'd have never cut up apples. We'd have never brought oranges. We'd have never had, you know, if we were going on a long trip with a sandwich made ahead of time or something like that. Or we would have just done drive through. Yep. And we really don't do drive through very much. Yeah, and that's a big difference um, after working with you in, in the fact that we plan ahead sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. But um, when we do, we realize we're more successful. Well, and also with you during the process when we were doing the moving mm -hmm. and we were, had everything going on, um, I still have your recommendations based off of our, what we like as food, our recommendations to all these different restaurants that you gave us, even fast food if we're stuck and have to go run through Wendy's or run through oh, one like of those. Sandwiches. Um, you know, what we can get in order and the healthy choice of what's available in whatever, wherever we are. Because sometimes if you're, you know, like I said earlier, our, a lot of our culture is based off of food and your entire group wants to gather together at a restaurant. You can't say, no, I'm going to bring my own piece of grapefruit. You know, you have to eat there. And what's the best choices in that setting? And that was wonderful for us, for you, before we walk in, having that plan. And, you know, I have it actually in my phone being able to just pull it out and go, okay, well, I love this type of, but here's what I do. I can have it with this dot on it. And, you know, like the chicken marsala was the one that we still is a go-to of how to get it healthy. And it still tastes great. Yes. This is huge. And what do y'all think? What do you think it would have been like, even for COVID right now, like how do you think you'd have showed up differently if you had not gone through the program well I can tell you right now in our in our kitchen we have strawberries and oranges and apples and all of that um and cuties we love cuties yeah and, and you know a lot I'm of making things smoothies that, I have never got any so couple bags of spinach I want to make smoothies this week in a blender but I don't want to make juice because I think juice wastes a lot of products of those real good fruits and vegetables because it spits it out so much at the back end I love, we did do juicing for a while, but it was like, oh, it's like, so I'm going to try making it in a blender and seeing if I can just add like coconut water or something that doesn't have sugar in it or, or something else, um, or just water and make a little, with lots of pulp, which doesn't bother me. Deborah's not going to be a fan, but I, I love spinach, so I only put stuff in that I like to taste them. So I like all my green smoothies that I used to make um, juices, and I'm thinking, I'm hoping I can handle them a little thicker because I think I'll like that more. And I'm never really um, hungry until like 10, 30, 11. I think that would be an easy thing if I get them made up ahead of time. So that's something we're gonna do also. Um, get back into that because I like the juicing, but I just thought, wow, look how much it spits out of the back end of that machine. But on the flip side, had it been had this occurred two years ago, our our kitchen would be um, cookies and quick throw in the microwave type of meals. Uh, we haven't done any microwave meals or anything that's a quick fix. We'll cook extra pork chops or whatever you know and have leftovers, but we're cooking we're not doing the fast the you know banquet but also working from home helps with that too i can wow. i can get up and i can take you know 15 minute break but everybody's working from home right now yeah i know but 
but normally I'm yeah. also working from home. So, I mean, that that's the thing is that we're, um, we have all of the things available to um, make better choices when we go to the grocery stores, when we, well, when I go to the grocery store, Shan, we only, only one of us per CDC goes to the grocery store at a time. But when we I'm do, all for that. <laughs> yeah, she was following the guidelines long before COVID. <laughs> for the last 14 years. <laughs> it works out really well. Um, but, you know, the first place I go to is the fresh vegetables. What looks the best? What's the healthiest? You know, we have the, we've gotten into the um, midnight grapes. Oh my God, they're good. Um, those are things that we knew that they were good in the past, but that wouldn't have been the first place we reached. Mm. Now it's the first thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we won't have cookies. I don't think that we have had any cookies in the house since COVID. Mm. I don't think we have. Um, if yeah. we had, it would be random, a friend, you know, type of thing. But we we make good, you know, th those types of choices um, for. But our goal wasn't really just to lose weight. It was to be more comfortable in our bodies and to try to make better choices but not beat ourselves up if we weren't where we needed to go. We do have a goal and and we look at it, but it's not about um, success. It's every day. And when you make a right choice, that's a success if you celebrate it in that way. And so I think that Deborah helps me and I help her. And... Together, I think we'll always continue we to have to work together. We use the tools to keep everything else aligned. And things get out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Life is messy. Um, but it's, it's something in our tool bag to pull us back into the, okay, what are we doing? What do we want to do? You know, it, it, it helps us recalibrate when we need to recalibrate. Absolutely. And, and when y'all were in the program, you were both going through a lot of stuff. So oh, yeah. it, wasn't, it was like <laughs> y'all changing jobs. There was some really, I think you had losses in your family. Yeah, we had two deaths. We had two or three deaths three. right back to okay, back. Joe. And then we had a loss in the family of a cousin's um, husband. Yeah, after, right. Three. And that you know, just a lot of things. And then I got a um, reduction in force. That's rift. That's a nice way of saying laid off, you know, <laughs> and which was awesome. It was the best thing that ever happened. I think, um, looking back, I'm so happy, so happy that, um, I was separated at that time because I was able to stop and breathe for the first time in 48 years. And which was two weeks before my brother died. Yes. So. And that's what was bizarre. And so, we didn't bring you, we, that happened in October and we started working with you in, in April. And what we realized is, you know, I, sugar junkie, stress junkie, workaholic, all these things that weren't adding up to be the lifestyle we really wanted to have. And we, and then add in, you know, I top the scale off in, in anxiety. So, you know, um, it's not a, but that is a struggle of mine is I, I am a very anxious person. Um, even though I try to give an aura of not being, I'm very bad at giving that aura. Apparently I thought I used to think I was pretty good at it, but apparently I'm really bad at it. But, um, so, you know, we had all of that kind of coming together 
and whatever choice we made was either going to strengthen us or destroy us. When you have that type of thing coming to a head, you know, you have to deal with it or it destroys you. And that was, I look back at the conversation. I think Ellie came in, you came into the house and we met for the first time, our conversation, our first interview. And then um, when you left, and we, I, we had the conversation. No, I think it was on the phone. We had the first discussion. And then when we hung up, I, I looked at Deborah and I said, she said, it's worth every penny if it helps us be successful going forward. And it was. It, it was the best money we have ever spent in, on ourselves. And I'm telling you, we have wasted a ton of money on lots of different things. And I mean, I mean Deborah even had a, a bypass and different things. So, I mean, yeah, yes, your bypass. And I'm still, I mean, you know, but I had lost 200 pounds with the bypass. So um, I'm nowhere near where I was at that time. Mm -hmm. So the weight wasn't as much an issue to me because I've been way far heavier. So uh, me becoming involved with it, I mean, whether I'm this 50 pounds lighter, 50 pounds heavier, that's never been an issue for me because I could gain a hundred pounds and still not be at my, at my max I've ever been. Um, but the health aspects, the fact that now I could do 12 to 16,000 steps a day at work, please, <laughs> you know, um, that, that is far different to the point that when I was, you know, at school, I would have it make excuses to walk around the building just, whenever I could, whenever I had that opportunity or walk around my class constantly and such, you know, um, because she started making a competition to get at least 10,000 in. Yeah. 12. Cause she liked to beat me in the heck out. <laughs> <laughs> All she I wanted to do. Like, oh, you only got five, six thousand. Here's and one. I was like, okay. Yeah. But you know, um, I'm competitive by nature. So that's it. And I was in, I'm in an environment where, Walking is, you know, what we do. We we walk constantly. Um, teachers, good teachers, good nurses, good, you know, we're always moving and grooving and not sitting behind a desk. Um, so my career set me up for that aspect of, of success. Um, but. <laughs> yeah, and what do you think? So even with like all that that did go on with your, even the stuff with, with the move and things, what do you think helped you stay on track and not fall into old behaviors or like slide down a slippery slope? Each other. Um, you can lie to yourself relatively easily, but it's much harder to do that to the person sitting across the table from you. Shared you know? goals. I think yeah. part of it is shared goals and shared awareness. I think if I had tried to do it on my own, Ellie, with just you and I having our coaching sessions, I don't think it would have been as successful because Deborah was key in um, my success as well as our success because she was the one going to the grocery store. And when she broke her hand, I, I ended up, I used the Walmart business. You know, I never, I hated going to the store. So, but it was still up your options and you could still get what you need without having to go in. And I think honestly, not going in is better. You don't pick up that extra candy bar, and you only get what's on your list, um, that kind of stuff. And I think that's part of what made it successful. And then also using the tips of how are you going to plan your day, what are you going to do, and then just kind of that little 
question in your head is, am I cold? Am I eating because I'm bored? Am I, you know, am I overeating? Am I really hungry? Okay, first of all, put it down, drink a glass of water and see if you're really hungry. And then sit there for a minute. Um, mindful eating, you know, I've even looked into where you eat very, very slowly, putting your fork up and down, putting it into quarters, taking your plate and chopping it up so I can pick something like a sandwich and cut it up into little four squares and then eat one square at a time and see, am I hungry? Okay, and then I'll be like, here, Deborah, have one sandwich or do you, you know, whatever. So we'll put, you know, we would have never done that before. So there's little tricks that um, they don't feel to me. They just feel now part of how you go forward. Um, Tools for success. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thank you. And what do you think? Do you think that it helped to have in the beginning, like weekly calls, like having those check-ins? Oh, for sure. Uh, we needed something to keep. The, uh, <laughs> it starts as an accountability and then it turns into a celebration because even on days that, you don't make all the best choices. Mm -hmm. You never, you know, we never really concentrated on what did we do wrong. It was always what did you do right? How'd you feel? You know, it was always, yeah, the other stuff happens and you deal with it, you address it, you nod it, you nod at it, but you give your energy towards the positive, and towards the good. And um, when you give more energy towards the positive, you really don't have as much as that other stuff, of that other stuff, you know. And so it was, it was an energy shift instead of concentrating, you know, a lot of the uh, diets that we talked about in the pack that a few minutes ago, concentrate on beating you up for what you did wrong. Like the lady <laughs> with the biscuit with sham. Yeah. She didn't address the other 60 meals that Shan had had with not any starch in this culture, no starch, no nothing. She chose to focus on one biscuit one morning out of, you know, and in two weeks, you know, not addressing the 20 pounds lost, yeah. all of the inches, all of that, it was focusing on the one negative. And unfortunately, as a culture, we tend to spend our time looking at what someone did wrong, you know, um, where they fell short, not what they did correctly all this time, but the one weakness. Um, like when Whitney Houston died, it, it, the, it was about the drug overdose the entire time. It wasn't about all the fabulous stuff she gave us and every person on the planet whose life she imparted all this great stuff. It was that weakness. That weakness was what was became her legacy. And that's pathetic as a culture. And, you know, um, I would hate for my shortcomings to be the first thing people concentrate on. And it's not the first thing that we're going to concentrate on anymore. And that's part of the mindfulness also is the positive aspect. What are you doing right? What's correct? Because when you concentrate on the positive, the negatives tend to lessen. And their power over you lessens. This is such a good share. Thank you for sharing that. I think so many people need to hear it because it's so easy to just get so wrapped in what we're doing wrong and what we need to fix. And it's just like, well, look at, look at a, um, any obituary that comes through, the next actor or whomever. It's most of the time they will say either the wife or the husband of, like when um, Edwards, when she passed away from cancer, the first thing they talked about was her husband's infidelity and in her obituary, like that's her legacy. 
because we concentrate as a culture on the negative and becoming aware of that and saying no that because she was an incredible woman you know um we have to step away from the negative the those aspects and as and it's hard to because our culture likes to pick at particularly powerful and strong people for those weaknesses for the shortcomings um and quite often it's stuff they can't control their height their weight their um mental capacity whatever um their hair <laughs> you know um there's a lot more things to pick on people about than you know and judge people for than their hair but we have you know folks who that is what they do or their wardrobe choices yeah and what do you think i guess like shifting gears a little bit overall what do you think your relationship with food how has it changed Concept now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it wasn't even a concept before I was just, okay, what are we going to eat? Um, and then the difference to me is how I make the food. Wait, sorry, Shin, you're cutting out a little bit. I said it, it, the difference is the food is fuel, and then the second was how will it make you feel? So, okay, fine. You want a cookie? You want 20 cookies? Guess how, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel tomorrow? You know, are you going to wake up sluggish and not feeling well your stomach will be upset because you had so many sugars and um <laughs> or if i'm gonna drink milk you know my nose is gonna run because <laughs> i'm allergic to it and uh so it's like what is it going to do to you um or make you feel and that's the other one so food is fuel and how will it make you feel that's never been a thought or even a question i would have ever even thought of and i do now yeah and that's a difference that's a huge difference. It really is. Thank you for sharing both of those. I think those are two of the main, main things. I, I'm so happy that you took away from this because those are like my, my mantras. And I, I love that y'all embodied it so much throughout our work together and still using it. Mm, I think that's, I mean, now that it's just in your thought, you know, it's just part of a question you ask. Are you hungry or are you thirsty? Um, how am I going to feel if I eat all 30 of these cookies or 20 or, you know, all these candies or whatever? You know, I may feel like crap. I may choose to do it still. But I also know it's not, I'm not going to feel my best. I'm not, my body is not going to feel my best. I'm probably going to end up having a headache um, because I'll have a sugar spike and then it'll, be, it'll just feel bad. Um, so things I would have never thought about before are thought of. And I think that is some of the biggest takeaways that we have. But for us, it's the biggest takeaways are not only, you know, we keep talking about food, yeah. but it rolls into every aspect of our life. We changed our financial when we, life. When we, we go to everything. Amazon and are we getting this, you know, for whatever reason, because addiction is addiction mm -hmm. and spending is also an addiction. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, we're, we're addressing it from a food standpoint because that was the, um, impetus for us to become involved, but it has rolled into other aspects. And we talked, I think off before, before you started recording, we made choices in the last year, um, went from a very large home 
to a thousand square feet and made us go through and Marie Kondo the entire house. <laughs> did it bring us joy? No, there's a lot go. of stuff that, that we question, did that, question. that we appreciated it. You know, we, we Marie Kondo. Um, and I would make Deborah hold it. Does it really bring you joy, Deborah? Does it really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that shirt did bring me joy. There's some things she still has. <laughs> I'm going to go check that tomorrow. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, but the thing is, is that we, it rolled off into everything else. Mm -hmm. It rolled into relationships, you know. Um, yeah, was it, it a negative it was, or a positive impact is this, in our life? Is this a relationship that, that makes us better people? Yep. And does it bring out the best in us? Because we have friends that sometimes you know not any of our immediate friends anymore but you know folks that they don't always bring out the best in us and um so you know we've we've applied the mindfulness into everything we do um i think it's a more balanced approach um that we've ever had and i don't know again that could be part of our age part of the wisdom we gain through working with you as a health and valuing ourselves and um but yeah ourselves. and that's it and we put the value in and the investment in and it was one of the best investments so, i mean i look back several times that year and i told everybody this is the best decision we ever made and she said besides marrying me and i said well yes honey <laughs> but i would say it really is the best decision we ever made because i think um both rounds we I'm needed happier. that 30 days yeah we need we needed both. And I think that because of the choices that it enabled us to make, um, you made us have conversations. We never discussed food. We oh, never discussed mm -hmm. mindfulness and spending. We'd say we don't need to spend as much, you know, or we need to, to back off or we need to whatever, but we never ha went to the next step of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we knew we needed to not eat what we were eating, but we never went to the next step of, okay, well then what are we going to do? What, you know, it was, it was always a discussion, never an action. We were always in committee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was always, it was always a life in committee and, and we needed to move it out of committee and into action. And you basically became our bridge to action in all aspects, not yeah. just, not just phys physical. And that was priceless. That was the unexpected outcome that I never thought a health coach would have brought. And that mental awareness and the thought process of how I looked at food transported other aspects into it transcends into other aspects of our lives and really made me look 360 at what I was doing work, financial, home. Are we spending enough quality time with our friends and family? What is quality time to me? Um, how are we, eat, you know, what is our food that we're putting in our bodies? What is, what are we, are we emotionally satisfying our lives with, you know, giving back to others? It was, it was more of that 360 degree view that we, that came out of the, of the work. And I think I never, ever, ever in a million years would have thought that would have been an outcome ever when someone said health food. But it, but the mindfulness transcends all of it. It works in every aspect of your life. If you're, you're doing it adequately, if you're doing it correctly, mm -hmm. and if you're open to doing it in other aspects, it, it's only as effective as you you permit it to be. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we're not perfect. Trust me, we're no yogis. I mean, we're just maybe so. yogis there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, we um, but instead of hiding the um, shortcomings of us, we embrace them. We value ourselves more. Even though we had a you know a, a good value when I'm at school at work, and there's a situation that I feel undervalued in some manner, I address it differently, and not from points of anger. You know, I just it makes you value yourself more and prioritize yourself more, and not from a selfish, greedy me instead of you aspects to a relationship but uh, us together moving forward in all aspects not just in a in a marriage but friendships you know making each other better and how can we help um and really evaluating your wants versus your needs and not that wants aren't great and wants are wonderful but they should be second to the needs your need for health, your need for um, great choices, your need for, for us, financial solvency. I mean, it's financial ability, you know, um, and making the choices that make you more comfortable when the craziness things happen like COVID, that because of options and choices and decisions we made, we have been incredibly blessed while other people are struggling so much in our heart. Oh my gosh, you know? Um, but we make those choices not to go to the crowded beaches. I wear a mask everywhere. You saw the family pick the picture with Mark yesterday. I'm wearing my little mask in with, with them, you know? Um, but that's my choice for me and for the, for the people I care about to keep them healthy. Um, but it's mindful and it's not judgmental towards anybody else. Most of the time, I try I have to fight with that sometimes, but you know, it's just being, being honest and being brutally honest with yourself. Um, because we can ignore our shortcomings, but until you face them, you can't make yourself better. Thank you. Yes. Oh, this is so good. And I just want to say that you both showed up so fully for yourselves, like throughout our time together, it was like such a powerful coaching experience because you both showed up every week ready to go. And I'm just like really honest. Like you said, like you were honest, you weren't, didn't hide anything and you were so open to solution open to, and figuring it out for yourself. It's just like, you know, me probing, <laughs> for letting me probe. For questions. Yeah, it's nice. Part of the, res the result was getting, you know, below a weight, threshold I hadn't been below in a long time but honestly I think the takeaway was so much more than that um I think it was you know it was a result of it but I think that now the way I think going forward about all different aspects of my life and the balance that we're able to achieve because of a thoughtful approach to things is we're different also, we're also hyper aware when the balance gets out of whack mm -hmm. And we have a technique because we are, we are flawed, very flawed. Ask our friends. We're very flawed individuals. But when things get out of it, it, we have a resource to go, okay, 
what's going on. Like if we're angry about something or whatever, what's the real, what's really going on? What, what can we do differently? We have a, a heightened um, awareness and an honesty with ourselves that with each other, but also with ourselves. I was, I became more honest with myself through you. And most of it's because of the stop judging, the stop beating yourself up, you know, let it go. There's nothing you can do to fix the past. But while you're busy worrying about the past, the present is, is here. Um, you have to forgive yourself and move on. So. Beautiful. Thank you guys. And what, what do you think you would say to somebody who, or who would you recommend this to? Like who, who do you think? Already have. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I think, I think what, I think Ellie, you, you have the ability to coach on all levels of fitness capacity, but you also have the ability to, to coach on different health abilities as well. I mean, I would consider ours very severely in the wrong direction. Um, but you don't have to be a supreme athlete to have a health coach. I think that's the biggest takeaway. If you ever think, you know, or even a fitness coach, you can start at any level and the progression is for you and your success is what you make of it. And I think that is one of the biggest uh, recommendations I would say to people is you don't have to be, you know, I'm only, you can either want to lose 10 times. You're going to want to lose a hundred. It doesn't matter because it's the same ways. technique. It's not, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You're you just want to be healthier. And it's when I say you want to be healthier, I don't really mean weight. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are perfect weight that aren't true to themselves, who are not mindful. Um, how many like, you know, celery diets can we read about from celebrities yeah, they don't have the weight problem, but not, they haven't addressed any of the mental health things. And quite often they fall into other issues. You know, my thing is, is that I would recommend this to anybody who wants to, first of all, get over the self-judgment and the um, self-abuse that, that most of our culture does to themselves. And, um, I would recommend this to anybody who wants to learn how to speak kindly to themselves, their body and their mind and their spirit. I mean, because you really fostered growth in all three of those aspects, mind, body, and spirit. Um, and at our, at our own levels, you know, you didn't have us go and do yoga. I know that's something you thoroughly enjoy, but you read the room and knew that that wasn't going to probably be best for us. I do use breathing techniques now and yes. use 15, 10 minute pauses of trying to be quiet and breathe. Never would I've done that kind of stuff before. And it does help you be less stressed. It helps you. It, it just helps you, you know, in so many different ways. The, the people that I would recommend this to are people who want to have someone meet them at where they are and take them to where they want to go, not where the uh, trainer wants to go. You know, quite often, um, people in, in, that, that choose your profession have a goal where they want every one of their people to go to. And your goal is to 
permit people to go to where they want to go. We let you were you basically held the steering wheel while we told you where we wanted to go. You never tried to jerk it in a different direction. You helped us become the selves that we were aiming to become um, through listening and specific questioning. Yeah, it was very subtle. I mean, I, I literally skillful at that conference when I said, "Oh, that's mindfulness." We do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Uh huh." Now I have understanding. So, but we met another person who does the mindfulness, and she didn't have your spirit. Never, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I made her go to a uh, mindfulness coffee. <laughs> she wasn't keen. But, uh, because I didn't buy the person who was doing it did not have the gentleness of the spirit. Did not I could tell definitely wanted to be that person. But she wasn't there yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I would recommend you to anybody who just wants to become their or start going towards their version of who they want to be. Um, professionally, personally, socially, you know, what in, in whatever realm. And not necessarily diet-based. I mean, that was what you did with us. But it I started there. It started there. I mean, but that's what, what our needs were at the time. I mean, Shane was off metaformin within a month. Yeah. You know, all the, the what, what started her process, she was off all of that within a month. Um, but it was more who we are. And my NYC stayed good. Oh, still is good. Yeah. So, you know, um, but I, that, that's who we needed. That, that was our goals. But I can see that the techniques would be correct, um, a blessing in almost anything. For folks who just need, you know, someone to hold to, to make them have accountability without judgment, and that is a hard, hard uh, balance that you mastered. But that, that's a hard balance. Thank you. And what do you think? This is like we only have a couple questions left. But what do you think you would tell somebody who thinks that they should be able to do it alone? That they should be able to do it on their own. Sorry. Everyone has their abilities, um, and I wasn't very successful alone. Uh, I wasn't successful on many of the um, trials that I had done before, um, and we're talking 20, 30 years of trying different things, and what was interesting is that this never felt like a diet. It never felt like um, a burden and I think that having someone help you learn that is key and Shan's a not a lot nicer than me in this realm I was that person I should be able to do it alone um, had I not been with Shan I would have never joined you Part of our Marie condoing is getting rid of the 30 books that we had that I had that to try to do it alone that were not successful. So if you could do it alone, you would have already done it. If, yeah. Why? 
nothing else in life we do we do completely alone successfully. Yeah, we don't. Um, baseball is really a, a boring game alone. I don't know many jobs that you are a sole individual without a team. Um, I don't know one actor, actress, professional athlete, uh, business person that doesn't have folks to check in with and help them. Um, so folks who think that they should be doing it alone, they're the first ones that need to be in line. Uh, because we really, all that you do is help guide and facilitate the quickest, easiest manner to get there. You're the map. Yeah, you, I could get from here to Austin, Texas without a map, but I might wind up in Minnesota or Maine as likely as being there. You are strictly a map and a guide to help to, to help ease the road and kind of let us know where the toll roads are and such um, and get there quicker. And when it comes to your health and your mental and your mental well-being and your spiritual well-being, a slow path is not always the best path. Um, now we went slowly, but it was slowly towards a final destination or it's always a destination, but towards, towards something. Um, and when we made a wrong turn, it was easy to get back on the road. When you're going alone, sometimes you go a little bit further down that road and stop at a couple of extra places that, you know, you just meander. Totally. No, those are both perfect answers. Thank you. And I guess my last question for you guys is if, if you could share two pieces of advice with anyone listening who's struggling with their health journey, what would, and each of you can give two. So what any <laughs> top two pieces of advice? I think that first you have to realize Find something that you did right. Don't always look for, I didn't do, I didn't only have one cookie, I had two. Okay, don't look at that. Did you put the 20 others back? Look at the success that you had and take those little wins and build on them. I think that's the biggest thing is you keep building on your success. And each small incremental success builds to the next one. And then the next one. And then ultimately, it just changes how you make decisions going forward. Yes. For me, um, it would be, remember, when you're driving to a destination, there's a reason why you have a big window in front of you and a small rear window, or small rear view mirror. Look behind, but don't focus on behind. You move forward. Forgive yourself for whatever's in the past, but that's where it is and, and learn from it, but concentrate most of your vision towards the future. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you both. This is wonderful. I really appreciate you both for coming on here. And is there anything else that you want to share? Anything? If What are y'all's goals now for the next well, I want, the, I want the man to live, but I want it to be healthy as a nation, so I want to be careful with that. But I think the goals that we continue to have are focusing on planning um, and then making better goals. I, 
ours are now, I, I, Ellie, I would have never said this when we first started. I mean, trying to get 10,000 steps in, wasn't it, I, no one on this would understand that I would have never even said that before. And, uh, but it's like, that's a new goal for me and not just, you know, you know, not get up and go. I would, we didn't even, when we first started working together, we didn't even have exercise goals because I was like, yeah, now nah, we don't need to focus on that. We just need to focus on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we evolved into that. And now we're like, yeah, we're just like, yeah, you didn't get your 10,000 in, you didn't get your five. What if the, you know, so we've never talked like that before. And that's a huge well, difference. I will say, most people who don't do this is out of fear. And I heard, something this week and it really struck me and it's the acronyms for fear you have two choices you can either face everything and respond or fear everything and run and you know so deal with your fear one of two ways we chose chose to face everything and respond and our response was you because we did have that fear um you know you can't be put on new medicine when you're not even 50 yet and not have the holy Toledo, what's going on reaction. And you can't have somebody who you love put on stuff and not fear. So you were how we dealt with fear. We faced it and we knew that we were, and we responded. Um, whereas, you know, running for some people is the way that they deal with it. And they just have to be honest with who they are, what they are, and what they want. And we want to thank you, Ellen, because we really enjoyed working with you. We want to thank you for our time together tonight and our experience of working with you. And we highly recommend you to anyone who's trying to make a healthier lifestyle choice. It doesn't have to be, you know, something radical. It can be if that's their their thing, but it, it can be small incremental change. And I think that is the key to success is to realizing sometimes you might need to help reach out to somebody who can give you a different look or view or help you where you're going. And I think that's the thing you, you tailored our program to us. You tailored it to our lifestyle. You tailored it to us as a couple and individually. And who we were at that time, not, you didn't tailor the program to who we were going to be in six months. It was what were our needs at that moment? What were we trying to overcome? When I was trying to overcome the Diet Coke addiction, it was the, here, try this, try that, you know? And you weren't offended when something did not work out how, you know, we just kept going. You know, the chips and the, you know, whatever it was, we never felt judged. We felt like a supported friend, a supportive friend who really wanted us to be around forever. Which I do want you to be around forever. <laughs> If we ever get out to Austin, we'll look you up. <laughs> Please do, for real. You guys are doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I'm, yeah. Well, dear, I'm 